Hey, Dad. Hey, son. How's things going with you? It's going. All right. It's going. Trying to chase after some stuff. I ordered business cards. Right on. 500 of them. Cool. That's the best way to do it. That was close by your house. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I don't like door knocking, but I'm going to have to do door knocking. Door knocking, or you can just go put them on the windshield of a car or something like that, you know? Good afternoon. Right. Hey, Grandpa. Hey there, Dad. Hi, hi. Hi, babies. Hi, Mama. Hey, Grandma. There's Olive. Hey, Lib. She's probably got her speaker off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So anyway, Aaron, it's good conditioning for witnessing, right? Right. Because you got to go out. You got to, you know, and then you got to cultivate. You got to nurture it. Right. But the good thing is with your uh, starting your own business, you only have to go out and really nurture it and really kind of knock on doors once or twice after that if you're serving them like you're serving god the word of the word of mouth will keep you keep you going and growing right and other people will see their house as well Well, that's what i'm saying so you know you got to go out and plant some seeds son yes sir it ain't gonna kill you. Oh, I know. It's just gonna make you stronger. Oh, I I love it. <laughs> That's right. So much. That's right. That's right. That's right. It just tickles me on the inside. Do you remember when you were little and you went with me and put all the business cards out for my outboard company? I do not. We went down to marinas and we put them on all the boats and all the cars in the parking lots and and then. I did extremely well for a few years there, didn't I? Oh well, you've always done well in my uh, remembrance. Well, you gotta you gotta put put the work down, son. You gotta put the work down. God God can bless the fruit of our hands, but we gotta get out there in the field. Yeah, it, right. It don't uh, happen without you doing it. Yeah. He blesses he the work of our hands. That's right. And and there's nothing for him to bless if you're sitting on the sofa. And there's nothing but a remote control in your hand. You know what I mean? Right. So, and I'll, and I'll tell you, there's a part of it that really stinks. When I was young, when I was young, I hated the fact that I always felt trapped. I would always in this circle that would circle me right back to being in, in physical labor industries. And, uh, and I felt like, you know, when am I going to get my big break? You know, but as you know, I've had multiple, multiple management positions. And none of those management positions were anywhere near as satisfying as when I had my hands on the work and I was managing other people and got, got dirty and got into it. Um, I know. I know in my, in my decades of life, I know that I know that I know God 
wants to bless the fruit of our hands. And he wants to see us out there toiling in the field. He wants to see us doing it for all the right reasons. He's looking at our hearts. And, uh, and at least if you're, if you are uh, cut of, of the same cloth as your father, which I know you are, um, I'm suspecting that the same is true of you, son. Oh yes, sir. I have uh, I have two people right now trying to talk to me about a job. So I'm I mean the Lord is continuously blessing me, and I'm I'm looking every day, at least you know uh, every other hour. I'm just trying to stay diligent. Yes, sir. That's right. And and at the end of the day, you're getting paid for being laid off anyway. So. Oh yeah, I know. That's why it's so much better. I mean, if I can get this truck paid off this month, then it's fr- a free vehicle. There you go. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. Okay, so we are in Ephesians chapter 4 tonight, verse 17. Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to be starting in verse 17. Let's say our prayers. Father, thank you for this time together as a family to read your word. Please watch over and keep us. Help us to receive your word. Help us to understand your word. Help us to to be open to revelation from your word. And uh, Lord God, we come before you fully expecting, expecting that you'll blow us away. You're going to open up things inside of us that you're going to make some things stretch that you're going to make some things hurt and we welcome it fill us with new wine lord stretch us out in jesus name we pray amen amen Everybody on the call understands what it means to be filled with new wine, right? We have to, if you want to be filled with new wine, you have to be a new wine skin. Jesus said, nobody fills an old wine skin with new wine because the new wine will stretch the wine skin and the wine skin will break. Then the wine will be wasted. It's just pour all over the grass. So when we come before God's word every day, When we come before God's word and we want to be filled with new wine, we have to look at ourselves and make sure that we're coming before God's word as a new wineskin, that we're ready to be stretched. We're, we're ready to be manipulated. We're ready to be filled. And then, and then just, just ballooned open. We're ready to hurt is what it is. We're ready to hurt and we're ready to receive whatever that new wine is. And however much it wants to stretch us, we have to be ready for that. If we come before God's word every day, like an old wine skin, if we come before God's word every day, stiff and hardened and set in our ways. And, you know, with this mentality that, look, I've been filled with wine a million times. I know what I'm doing here, you know, kind of thing. You're never going to get new wine. 
you're never going to be filled with a new wine. All you're going to be doing is getting in line and filled with the same old wine that won't stretch you at all. You can spend your whole life doing that and never know what it feels like to be filled with the new wine. All right. By the silence, I guess I've carried that as far as it can go. (laughs) All right. Verse 17. This I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds, or, or do not continue to live such purposeless lives like the other Gentiles, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. But another translation of that says their minds are clouded with darkness. Their minds are completely clouded with darkness They're excluded from the life of God because ignorance prevails among them by reason of their hearts being turned into stone. (coughs) (coughs) Who being past feeling have given themselves over into lavishness or or, or another way to say that is, having lost all sense of shame, they've, they've abandoned themselves to their own sensuality. To work all uncleanness with greediness. Or, or they, they practice every form of impurity. Every type of lust. But you have not so learned Christ. But that isn't the way that Christ taught us. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. That ye put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. What does that mean? It, It says... For you learned with regard to your former way of living that you must cast off your old nature, whose way is destructive, following the desires which deceive. You must adopt a new attitude of mind to put on the clean, fresh clothes of the new life, which was made by God's design for righteousness and holiness. Which is no illusion. Wherefore, wherefore, putting away lying or stripping off what is false, right? Speak every man the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. In other words, strip away everything that's fake, everything that's plastic, everything that's a lie, everything that isn't the absolute. Uh, honest, bared all truth, strip it all away from you. Because we're all one body of Christ. 
Be ye angry, but sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Remember that verse right there. It's not a sin to get angry, but it's a sin to get angry if you sin when you're angry. And it is a sin to get angry if you go to sleep at night and stay angry. If you take your anger to bed with you at night and it's not dealt with, it's a sin. And herein is the sin. You left the back door of the house open and let the devil come in. That's the sin. What is it, Dad? That is right. There's the sin. You're to diligently watch over and keep and guard your heart. Every moment of your life. You're to watch out for the evil one who prowls about like a lion just outside the firelight looking for those who he can devour. When you go to sleep at night and you take your anger with you, you betray all that Jesus Christ has called you to do. You leave the door wide open. Don't think for one second that it doesn't apply to you because it does. When you leave the door wide open, Satan is going to come inside and he's going to mess some stuff up. He's going to get in your filing cabinet. He's going to move some files around. He's going to change some memories from one way to another way. And you're going to remember him a certain way. And that isn't going to be the truth because you let Satan in to mess with your file system. He's going to adjust the pictures on the walls. He's going to draw mustaches on the photos. He's going to do what Satan does. He's going to manipulate everything subtly in such a way that you think nothing happened. That you can stand there in your arrogance and say, doesn't affect me at all. Nothing happened to me. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I let it go. When you know that you're angry in your heart. How do we know that we've let something go that we're not angry anymore? We forgot it. Right. That's how we know that we forgot that, that we have forgiven something because we forgive the way that God calls us to forgive. We forgive others the way that we want God to forgive us. And, and it also goes into the fact that you don't bring it up again. You don't bring it up. If it's forgotten, if it's right. put away, if it's forgotten, you can't bring it up again because you don't remember it. If you're bringing it up again, then you never really put it down in the first place. You just put it away. You just hid it. You threw a blanket over it and said it wasn't there. You shoved it in the closet and said it wasn't there anymore. But it's still there. And another thing, too, Satan will keep reminding you of it if you will let him. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, even if it's not your intention to hide something away in the closet of your heart, if you allow Satan into your house, he will hide those things away. Yeah. He'll hide all kinds of things away so that he can trigger them at the opportune moment. Right. And what he'll do later is even when you have all your armor on and you're all armored up and you're the perfect ready to go Christian, Satan's going to come along and he's going to whisper in your ear and he's going to say, look in that closet of the guest bedroom. Look what he left there. Yep. That's all he has to do is he has to whisper it to you. And sure enough, you're going to go open up the closet of the guest bedroom and there's all the dead bodies falling out all over the place. 
and you're gonna have, and you're gonna have to deal with them. You're gonna have to deal with them. Some of them will get pretty ripe while they're tucked away in that closet too. So. That was verse 20. No, be angry. That was 26. Verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. That was the part about leaving that back door open. Don't give him a place. Don't give him a stronghold. Don't let him manipulate you. We have to be vigilant. And we have to understand, we have to renew our minds to understand, to completely understand that our enemies are not flesh and blood. Our enemies are Satan. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good. That he may have to give to him that needs. What's it mean? That's That one's pretty self-explanatory. The man who used to steal things, let him steal no more. Let him work hard and save up, store things up so that he can help others who need things. <clears throat> let him be the opposite of what he was. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearer. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be you kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. That's what we talked about. Forgive others the way that you want to be forgiven by God. You don't want God remembering what you've done. Believe me, you don't want to stand before a holy God and he remembers everything you've ever done. All right. So let me go back to 29 and we're going to read another translation through to 32. Let no unwholesome words ever pass your lips. Woo, that's a tall order. Let no words pass your lips. Let no words pass your lips that are unwholesome or not edifying to others. That's a tough one. That is a hard one that we have to grow into and mature into as Christians. But Jesus will hold us accountable for every wayward word. One of these days we'll stand before him at the judgment throne. And he'll hold us accountable for every wayward word. Every word we've spoken. So that they may by means of blessing to the hearers. That, that's the words that come out of your mouth. Say nothing that, but, but, but words to edify so that they can be a blessing to the hearers. And don't cause the Holy Spirit to sorrow. For it was through that spirit that God sealed you as his against the day of redemption. And let, let all... Insulting language, violent assertiveness, no. slander, brawling, abusive language. Let all those things be put away from you. And all anger and malice, let them all be put away from you. And be ye kind to one another, tender hearted, 
forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. I don't know what happened. Everybody's dropped off, Dad. Oh, yeah? You and me are the last ones left. (laughs) Anyway, that is the end of the chapter, and it's all yours. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, It's easy to get angry. And it's easy to hold grudges. And when we do, we're, we we suffer for it. That's right. It does not hurt the person you're angry at. Nope. We tear ourselves down. And uh, it's it's so sad that people can't recognize that. And, and uh, I just, I just hurt for people when, when I see that. And your mother has worked so hard on that. She's had so many things hit her. And uh, she struggles with it, but she's worked on it real good. Amen. And, uh, and, I, and I'm so proud of her. Amen. And it's so easy to get in the habit of cursing. And we think nothing of it. It's, we're not saying the big words. But it turns out that it eventually just spills out of your mouth. Out of <laughs> our never, mouth proceeds the abundance of our heart. I'll never forget your sister. <laughs> I said something kind of out of, of character for me. And she looked over at your mother and she said, you did that. <laughs> See what you did? <laughs> I think he said the word crap. Something like that. You know, one of those mean kind of grave words, you know. She just whirled around at me and said, see what you've done? Anyway, it's really helped your mother. Amen. (laughs) She, uh, oh, goodness. I'll tell you something else that just breaks my heart is to get around somebody that can't do nothing but tell dirty jokes and bad words. It just it just curdles my blood. Yeah, it turns me inside out inside too. And I've and I've had to just walk off because I'm not gonna say nothing to them. I mean, yeah. uh, if if they're doing a bunch in front of in front of a bunch of women, that might be a different thing. But, uh, it just it's when you do it, you entertain it. You're entertaining them. That's right. And so all of these things we need to be very, very careful of. Okay. These are some good words. My okay was for Olive, not for you, Dad. Olive texted me and said, even though it looks like she dropped off, she's on and she can hear it. Okay. (laughs) Super. Super. Oh, goodness. Well, I'll tell you what. These are very good for all of us. Uh, these are good words, and uh, we need to we need to get hold of them because they're so important to all of us. And uh, as we come tonight, we just we come Lord, thanking you, thanking for your word, and thanking Lord for how it changes hearts. And Father. Sometimes it takes a while. 
But Lord, when we grasp the importance of total obedience to you, Father, it's such a sweet, sweet spirit, such a sweet feeling. And Lord, I know that as we we've had many, many books in the Bible, Father, that you, you, you don't hide things. You simply tell what your friends were like, Father, back in the Old Testament. So, Father, we know that they sinned because they were not sinless. And we do too, Father. But, oh, Father God, when we walk in obedience to you, how sweet it is. How sweet it is to walk in fellowship with you, Lord, because you cannot fellowship with darkness. So let us walk in the light and let us be the light, Father, that shines from Jesus Christ. Lord, I, I lift up our children to you tonight. I ask you, Lord, to bless Sky and Maria. I pray, Father, you do a mighty, mighty work in that home. Lord, teach them how to be so loving, so kind, and so grown. And Lord, none of us are grown completely. We're all growing. We're all being. We're in a state of being, Father. So that's good. Because we should never quit. And Lord, I, I lift them up to you and ask the Lord to do a mighty work and bless their lives and their walk with you. I pray for Jacob and Raiden, these young men. These young men, Lord, that have a future. Long road ahead, Father. And Lord, we pray that you bless every decision and help them to learn to depend on you, Lord, to make decisions. In fact, Lord, that includes all of us on the line tonight, Father. Oh, Father God, if we'd only learn to include you in everything that we do, Father, to make no decisions without you. And I come again, Lord, tonight asking you, Father, to bless Guy and his decision on what animals, Lord, to pick for the, the area that he needs help with. I ask you, Lord, to bless Tannis. I pray, God, that you draw him to yourself and help him, Lord, to flee from the devil that you might bless him. I ask your blessings over Aaron and Elise. Ask God you do a mighty work in him and help him in his decisions, Father, that he's trying to make and show him what to do because, Lord, you have the answer. And I ask you, Lord, to bless John, just grow him, nurture his heart, calm his spirit, and give him the hope, Lord, that you have for him. I pray, Father, for Olive, that you will bless her, Lord, and direct her paths. Do a mighty work, Lord, in her life and show her mighty things of you. For Mel and Catherine and Cecilia, Father, I ask you to bless I pray your mighty blessings over Gwen, Father. I thank you for her. I thank you for all that she does. I thank you, Lord, for taking care of me. Lord, uh, I just I thank you for where I'm at. I thank you, Lord, because I'm going to live for you. 
Father, we thank you for your word because your word's clear. And Lord, we have everything. We even have healing. And I receive your healing, Father. I receive the healing for Gwen. I pray, Father, for our churches. God, we just ask you, Lord, to bless our churches in this time. Let them do, oh God, work, Lord, that will bless your people. And we ask you, Lord, to continue working in lives, Father. I ask you, Lord, to be with all of our pastors that teach the word. May your word be continued, Lord, even in this uh, media, new media, Lord, situation that we've been put into. The Lord, if this is the way it has to be done for a while, we just pray that that grows. We pray, Lord, that you show Satan that he has no control over this. Lord, we ask you, Father, to bless our leaders in our states, our counties. Lord, we pray for this whole United States that, God, you could bring us together through this disease, Lord, that is spread over the country. And yet, Lord, we need not be afraid because, Lord, your mighty hand is upon us. You are in total control. And we pray, God, that your people, Lord, who call themselves by your name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways that you might indeed heal this land. And we include ourselves, Father. Anything that, Lord, we are doing that opposed to you or that is not clear, we pray, God, that you would help us to make it right. I pray for our president, Lord. God bless this man. Guide his heart and teach him your ways, Father. And Lord, I noticed on six of his tweets uh, today, Lord, you were mentioned in them. And he said the only place to turn would be to turn to you. God, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Lord, in his heart. May you guide him, strengthen him, and protect him. For I ask these things in Christ's sweet name tonight. Amen. 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 Y'all be All right, guys. Have a great night. Love you. Good night, friend. You bet. Bye-bye.